welcome to the conversation. Hey, this is the E-Gathering podcast, uh, aka the conversation, uh, where every week uh, this fella right here, Rick Coop, yeah. uh, and I myself, Todd Brown, uh, get together and we just talk about uh, matters of our faith, yep. uh, matters of our religion, uh, stuff in our life. Things on our hearts. Yeah, things on our hearts. Um, and we walk through these things and we want you to participate. We're hoping that you pop this thing on in the car Listen to it while you're at work, but it, it's a chance for you to let go and and uh, and be involved in something that um, is different than a lot of the other podcasts that we deal with. Um, so this week, uh, or a couple weeks ago, uh, Rick um, uh, brought up a topic. We will be talking, and we're like, that'd make a good topic. Uh, you were thinking... So I was listening to a song. Um, you and I grew up in the Beatles era. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a confession. I am like not one of the big Beatles fans. I like okay. a lot of their music, but I know a lot of people are just like... Beatles, yeah. Beatles, Beatles. Yeah. But I was listening to one of their songs, and in the song, it's called The End, um, it, there are the words, and in the end... The love you take is equal to the love you make. And that kind of hit me. Every once in a while, something will come along and it'll, I get stuck on it. And I'm thinking, man, I want to dig a little deeper into that. Yeah. And so I found out that the actual um, verse or, or, or uh, thought behind that. It's an idea that comes from an old proverb, and I don't mean like a biblical proverb, um, but it comes from an ancient Greek proverb that was attributed to um, Tryphosa, uh, Tyrphosa, who is a, uh, it was a priestess of Aphrodite. And the quote is that the love you receive is equal to the love you give. And for those rare souls who give with no thought of receipt, only they are worthy of eternal love. Uh, and it's mm. a binding of souls that endures across the ages. And I thought, that's, that's interesting because I can think of scripture that talks about the love that, w- that we have. Um, I also found it interesting that in Romans 16, 12, um, Paul writes, greet the workers in the Lord um, Tryphenia and uh, Tryphosa. So it's the same name. Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, you know, is that like a common name like John Smith or, yeah. you know, something? But anyway, um, I, I believe the Lord was put me there and kind of stirred my spirit a little bit to dig deeper. And so I wanted to start digging deeper about the measure that you give is the measure that you'll receive. It's interesting that that Greek prophetess um, mm-hmm. that you quoted mentioned something that's very it's very Christian. Uh, yeah. And we just talked about being worthy or right. not worthy. That not only does she say that the essentially the Beatles quote, the, the love you take will be equal to the love you make. Right. But that she says those who give 
this love yeah. w without expecting it back are very rare indeed. Uh, and they are the ones who are worthy of eternal, eternal love. love. I'm yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's I know. very much that Christian idea of you give, mm -hmm. you give, you give, you give, and God will give back. You don't need to worry about mm -hmm. the getting back. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, and you say that, and that often is a thought that I have. You know, I, I've heard Christians say, uh, and, and there is biblical basis for this, but I've heard Christians say, you know, well, I was going to give them some money, but uh, I just was worried about where it's going. Yeah, they're going to buy drinks, yeah. or, or I bet they go get in their new car and go to their house. Right. Yeah. But Scripture tells us, look, you give, and what what they do with it, right or wrong, that'll be dealt with later. But you're giving from your heart, you know, and you're giving um, because you, you, you love me and I've asked you to give. So don't worry about what they do with the money. Worry about your part of it. I'm, I'm telling you, brother, I have, I've goofed that up so much. I yeah. know that that's not what you're asking for. But, like, guys will come up on the street yeah. and, oh, and I know, say... Man. And I also think being a panhandler is pretty hard today because people don't carry cash. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I yeah. just had a moment this week. I had a moment, not this week. I had a moment, yeah, this week. When I was buying lunch and a guy walked up, panhandler walked up while I was buying lunch. And he asked me to come over to this other store and buy him something. And I didn't do it. I was like, I... Yeah. No, I can't. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Um, and then I just felt convicted the whole rest of the day about it. Sure. So, by the way, um, uh, he preaches it, but he can't. He don't do it. Um, there's yeah. There's no. It's it's. So, like I said, I believe that the Lord has used this song to cause me to dig deeper. Mm -hmm. um, the. It, it might have been where I was at with some things that are going on in my life uh, personally that you, you and I have talked about. Mm -hmm. But I, I was led down a path about um, how we might judge people or how we might give mercy to people or how we might give grace to somebody or, or love to somebody according to the Lord. And uh, well, I, I did think that the words of the song and the proverb were pretty cool but i wanted to know what scripture had to say but what, yeah. what does the lord have why to is say that striking a chord in me yeah yeah has has to say why do i feel pushed into digging this out more and and taking it out more and the first scripture that i was led to was matthew chapter 7 verse 2 okay and i'm going to read this out of the new living translation but it says for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And I, Todd, that, that hit me. And, and I have to, have to say, not me so much personally, even though there were some opportunities this week to, um, to, to use that kind of, to measure myself against. Mm -hmm. But I was watching a couple of news items and I thought, and, and 
for those of you who um, like the political scene, um, this happened on both sides of the aisle. There were two different news items. One where the conservative Republican side of the aisle was really just chastising somebody for things that I know that other Republicans have done. And then the second news article was about the other side of the aisle where these people who were confessing a liberal democratic side were taking dog poo to a person who was in the park standing holding a sign and they took the dog poo and threw it at the person and got in their face and said, you know, I hate you, I hate you, I mm -hmm. hate you, you know, you need to leave here. And I'm thinking, it's really no different yeah. on oh. either side of this. Yeah. Uh, and it can be worldwide scope or it can be a personal thing, but uh, we are all about making sure that somebody else knows their their issues and their trouble and boy am I getting convicted because of the conversation we just had about yeah. this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but somebody who we, we're all about pointing out how wrong somebody else is and to the point that we have to emotionally attack them mm -hmm. when the scripture is telling us hey by the measure that you do something, it, it, you, you need to be expecting the same back in return. Yeah. And I think that that should be something that changes our focus, changes how we react to things, changes how we give grace and give mercy. We, every human being wants to be, yeah, I know I messed up, you know, and you, can you just forgive me for, you know, I... Um, we want to be treated fairly. We want to be treated with respect. We want to, you know, we, we, we've all made mistakes. Look, I made a mistake. Can you just forgive yeah. me? Can we move on? Mary and I were watching a show last night where a person said, you know, I know, I know I messed up. You know, can we just, can we just move on from it? And the other person said, no. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, but, but I said, I'm sorry. You know, no, we're not moving on from this. <laughs> the old country song. Yeah. I just want to be mad for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm kind of digging I, this. I kind of, I, I was kind of like, yeah, we want forgiveness. Yeah, we want people to, you know, to to. Oh, he just bless his heart. He just made a mistake. But when it comes to the same thing happening to us, it's like, no, you dirty rotten scoundrel. Yeah. You know, you, you messed up, and I'm, I'm going to make you eat it for a while. Yeah. And um, so that's what all why this all came about. Why do you think people do that? Why do I want? Why do I want to hold what you did over you? Quite honestly, I think it, it, in some sense of the term, it gives us lordship over them. Exactly. It makes us feel yeah. better than they are. Yeah. If I can climb we, up on your dead bodies, yeah. I'm above you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is a gross way of saying no. it, but it's just the truth. If I'm, I, that's more than just a metaphor, Todd. Because yeah, uh, some of the people out there. I used to be a a security um, uh, manager at a at a casino. Mm -hmm. 
guy died of a heart attack sitting at a, um, a gambling machine, a slot machine, fell off the chair. There were people walking over this man's dead body to get to the slot machines. People will do that. That's, that's yeah, the yeah, human absolutely. condition. Absolutely. And if you um, don't know, because you know, this is great Christian helpful material. Yeah. <laughs> um, people watch people playing a slot playing a slot machine. They will watch them play it for for a very long time, and they want to come up behind somebody who's been yeah. playing the machine for a long time and not winning, because they figure if they go to the machine that hasn't yeah. won in a very long time, that suddenly the odds are better that you win when every time you pull the lever, the odds are completely the, the odds same are as they in were the favor before of the you, house. You know, always the same as when you, before you pull the lever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. That's what I was kind of driving at. Was I think people? I'm caught on my course. So just keep talking. Yeah, yeah nothing to see pay here. Pay no attention yeah. to the man. Pay no the attention curtain. to the man. Don't don't look over there. Um, I think people believe somehow that that they get to be better. But I also think they revel in the fact that that other person messed up. Um, yes. There's joy in someone else messing up. Yes. Um, I think part of comedy is we listen to somebody tell a story about how they messed up or how somebody else messed up. There's something in us that longs for that yeah. uh, understanding. It makes us feel better about ourselves. Yeah. At least I'm not in their situation. At least I didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. I've done that before and I got out of it. Here yeah. I am. It's so funny yeah. that you're doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus put it this way at one point. He said, because uh, so, when I started down through this, so what I was thinking initially was, I think people, so I'm not going to go there, but I think people think of it kind of like Christian karma, like we think of karma. Oh. And karma is this like idea that. Like that. that the energy that you put into the universe is what comes back yeah. to you. Um, and, and but they believe in this whole, uh, the, the Hindus who, who bring up karma believe in this whole idea of reincarnation that you were ever in a cycle of living what you put into the universe. Now, listen, if you understand Hinduism and I'm getting it wrong, I'm sorry. Um, but my point is, um, Christianity isn't karma. The, no. The, the universe doesn't owe you a good thing because you put a good thing out into mm -hmm. it. But this is how Jesus puts it. He says... Um, in Luke 6, uh, he says, be merciful just as your father is merciful. Mm -hmm. uh, don't, do not judge. This is what you, what you said, but kind of the long form. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give it and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured out into your lap for with the measure you use, you will it will be measured to you. Mm -hmm. he, uh, he also told him a parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall in a pit? Uh, the student is not above the teacher, but everyone is fully who is fully trained will be taken will be like their teacher. Uh, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Uh, how can we say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. Take the plank out of your eye 
and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. When we talk about this, and I went farther than I probably should have, when we just end at, a, um, give it and it will be given to you, a good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over and will be poured out in your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. I think when people read that, and you think of karma, okay, I think people think, and they use that to measure other people, I think people think that that means on this earth. Mm. Yeah. Like if I'm a really good guy, yeah. and I'm good to people, and I give them, and I take care of them, that I will, that people will be good to me. Yeah. And I will get, and it will be given to me. Yeah. Um, on earth. And Jesus is talking about something else altogether. Yep. Yep. What Jesus is talking about is because what did Jesus do? Jesus healed people. He loved them people. He was merciful to the poor and healed the sick and cared for the 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 um, the disenfranchised. Yeah. And what did he get on earth? Come on. He got beat till his skin yeah. fell off. He yeah. got a piece of wood carved out for him that he had to drag to the place where they nailed him to it. They hated and him. And hanged to death. Yeah. yeah. They hated him for it. So yeah. if what you're looking for, if the reason you're doing it is for earthly gain, that ain't what's happening. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that. Mm-mm. So I guess all this to say, the idea of um, what you give is what you'll get is not it's not an earthly that is not an earthly thing but isn't that the way it is with uh, all of what we should be looking at as far as christianity yeah um what we do here on earth is not so that we can it's it's not a uh, i'm going to use this term it's not a, a barter system no i have a corn and you grow wheat so i'll exchange my my good corn i'll do this good deed and give you corn expecting you to do a good deed and give me what i give to you is so that we store our treasures not here on earth yeah but we store our treasures in heaven somebody said that yeah At that, boy, that's a good word i wonder where that came from um but yeah, yeah. what we there there was an old saying todd about um, you can be too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. Mm-hmm. The, the flip side of that same coin is, though, that we are we are to be heavenly minded, mm-hmm. um, but we're heavenly minded doing earthly good, right? Um, taking care of each other, loving each other, um, and and the measure by which you love somebody, the measure by which you give somebody. Going to the, to the scripture that talks about, well, when did we see somebody starving, or when did we see somebody who was naked, or when did you know when did this, when did mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, I'm, "I'm telling you the truth. Whenever you did something to the least of these, you did it for me." And the implication is, when you, whenever you did this for the people who couldn't repay you, yeah, you did it for me. Right. If I do something for you, if I give you my wheat, right, 
because you gave me my corn. Yeah. The deal is done. It's that, that's over. That's the deal. It's, it's, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Move on. Nothing yeah. to see here. Have yeah. a nice see day. See you next week. Um, yeah. When you did something for someone who couldn't repay you, when you yeah. did not get that earthly uh, uh, restoration or, or value, there you yeah. go, when you didn't get that earthly value for the value you gave, this is where faith in Christ comes in. Right. Because what you are doing is not for what you can get in return from someone else. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is out of your love for Christ. I do this for you because Christ so willingly gave to me and loved me. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and he's the one that said, whatever you do for them, you've done it for me. Yeah. That's Matthew 25, take, 31 through 40 yeah. something. And, and I'll take That's care my of you, you know. I'll take care of you. Yeah. It, you know, and it, you're not doing it for what you get back. You're doing it because I ask you to, to take care of somebody. It completely, this is the shift that Jesus was asking us to make. It completely shifts the way you walk through this world. Mm -hmm. If you walk through this world and you know that the debt's paid, that you're going to be taken care of, you just do, you go ahead and build that house for that person. Don't worry about whether they pay yeah. you. Yeah. You're going to be taken care of. You stand in the way of people going to hurt disenfranchised people. Don't worry about whether they put you in jail. Don't worry about whether they smash you. Don't, you know, I go back mm -hmm. to Martin Luther King in my head. You go ahead and cross that bridge with those people. Yeah. Don't worry about whether there's dogs on the other side waiting to, to hose you down. Don't worry about whether or not you're not even from here. This isn't your fight. Why are you here? It change, should change the way you walk when you aren't worried about Absolutely. whether you're going to get paid because you're going to get paid. Yeah. You believe it's fine. It's going to be fine. Was it you and I... Uh, I've had this, it's been a while back, and, and forgive me if I have forgotten it, it might be you and I, but we were talking about this very thing in the light of death. Yeah. When you realize that death holds no meaning, yeah. it changes your ability to go on. Yeah. When you realize that death is not the end uh, for, for those who believe, that there is eternal life, it changes the sting of death. Yeah. Uh, to be all scriptural. Yeah. It's the same way with what you're talking about. When you realize that your giving, the measure by which you give, and giving whatever it is, you know, love, mercy, clothing, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, that you are giving it and that the reward is already there. Yeah. Then it changes your your want, your drive, your desire to give, and you become a whole lot less. What am I going to get in return? You know, I, I'm doing this. What are you going to do for me? Uh, and and that's the world's mindset. People can't cheat you when you've already been paid. Yeah. Oh, that that ought to be a T-shirt. You can't get, you can't be cheated if you've already been paid. It right. doesn't, you can't hurt me. Now, this sounds all fairy tale-ish and it, and, and 
I don't deny that I have human weakness and that if you... I was going to say, it's because of the flesh. It's because of the the world that this gets messed up. I I don't deny that you you can hurt my kid and I'm I'm hurting. I'm not denying that. But there are different places in this, in your heart. Um, The reality is when, when I'm in my quiet moments and I'm alone and things are working themselves out, when I'm sorting through what my life balance is, the accounting comes back to it's paid mm-hmm. and I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to worry about it. Do I worry about my, I mean, you and me both know my kid right now is going through the threat of cancer. Yeah. And, um, and, and he's horrified of the things that will happen for his family and, and the impact that they will have. I'm horrified for the loss of my son. When I do an accounting, it's paid. And, and so I have a different angle of it that I hope I never have to fully grasp because I believe that the Lord will take care of my son. Yes, sir. But there's a difference if you don't have that. Yeah, I I was just thinking as you were saying that, Todd, that there is a depth in realizing that your debt's been paid, Mm -hmm. but also whatever debt you think the world owes you it's been paid too. It's done. Um, so there's nothing owed you. What's been given to you and what continues to be given to you is by grace. Mm-hmm. That changes how you should treat the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, someone of a different race doesn't owe you a thing. Mm-hmm. Someone of a different political persuasion doesn't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. They don't have to buy into you. Someone of a different religion doesn't owe you a, a thing, yeah. a dime. You know, they don't even owe you the time to listen, to stop and listen. But if they do give that to you, you know, whoever, whatever, gives you that time to, to walk with you, then that's grace. Yeah. That's that's yes. uh yes. It's a it's a blessing that you've had the time to walk with a brother or sister of, an, of another color or a brother or sister of another um, re- religious faith or a brother or sister of a different political persuasion. Um, you and I both have friends who, are on, who do not agree with us politically. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the debt's been paid there. We don't have to worry about the differences we just know that there's a lot of things that are like feel sorry for them yeah yeah yeah. because they haven't recognized what's happening but also i would argue flip it you do owe them because you've been paid to take care of them yes you've already been paid yeah to take care of them and walk Uh, and and to be patient with them and to okay so i teach you know, I teach at the mission, mm-hmm. and one of the things that happens from time to time that aggravates the brothers who are sitting in the room <laughs> is there will be a fellow who comes in who is clearly 
not right. Yeah. Mentally, something or socially, something is yeah. he's out there. And he will start talking and saying the most ridiculous out there things. Yeah. And the brothers in the room will get flustered. You can tell. But what keeps going through my head is be patient with him. Answer his question. You might be thinking, that's just so stupid. You don't understand. You don't know. And you just want to say, you're just being stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Why are you saying that? But there's some part of you that says, this has been paid for. You are not here for the brothers and sisters who get it. You're here for the brothers and sisters who don't get it. Mm -hmm. This has been paid for. Mm -hmm. And this person may never come, probably will never walk back into your life again. You yeah. get this moment yeah. Yeah. to be good to them and to be patient with them. Honor them as a living, breathing being. Make them whole. Yeah. Um, when God encountered me, at that moment when I walked towards him, he didn't crush me as he should have or could have. Yeah. He was patient with me. So, um, yeah. The, yeah. Um, what you, in that moment, you say they don't owe you anything. We were, you were coming at it from the perspective that they don't owe you anything, so don't come at it like they do. Exactly, exactly. But the opposite is true. You do owe them, yeah, um, because you have been bought at a price. Here, here's a scripture that speaks to that, I, and I, I think it really does hit the point. Uh, it's Luke chapter six, thirty-five through thirty-eight. Um, when it, when you talk about, <laughs> you don't owe them anything. I mean, you owe them; they don't owe you. Mm -hmm. And this is, I would say that this is one of those things that Jesus tells us that's a hard saying. But love your enemies. Why? Because they don't owe you anything. Mm -hmm. You owe them that. Mm -hmm. Do good and lend. Hope for nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Mm -hmm. And you might say to the fellow who I'm came saying, in yeah. the class, you know. Yeah. Um, Therefore be merciful, just as your Father is also merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you won't be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. You talked about good measure, pressed down, shaken together, mm -hmm. running over mm -hmm. for the same measure. That, that, that whole scripture that you read earlier is... Is that. Is that. But you started earlier than I did. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But is, but is that, is, it, it's telling us. You give the context. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It, 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 you are not owed anything, mm -hmm. but you owe them what you've already been given. Yeah. Um, freely you have received, freely give. Yeah. It's weird. I, I never thought about it from this angle. But the story, when I was researching this, the story of the Good Samaritan came up. And I didn't yeah. ever think about it from that perspective. And it just going deeper, for those of you who don't know it, the story of the Good yeah. Samaritan is um, there's a road 
there was a road in Israel that you didn't you didn't dare go through there because it was funky. And if you did, there were robbers and thieves, mm -hmm. and you were going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. But so um, a fellow was robbed, and he's laying at the side of the road, and he's hurt, mortally wounded, um, and. Uh, a priest goes by and he walks on the other side of the road and a Levite, uh, think worship leader, walks on the other side of the road and these all these goody-goody people walk on the other side of the road because they're freaked out and scared of this guy, which they should be. Mm -hmm. But then a Samaritan, a bad guy, a guy who's yucky, a yucky person, walks by and he goes and helps this man and he mends his wounds and he takes him to a hotel. Um, Todd Brown paraphrase. Takes him to a hotel and when he's there, Pays for everything. He says these words. Yeah. Take care of him, and whatever you spend, I will return. I will repay you. And Jesus asked, which of these three do you think pr proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the robber's hands? I think of it in this way. I think God repaired you. He mended your wounds, and mm -hmm. he put you aside for him. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, take care of him. When we encounter wounded people, when we, when we encounter hurt people, God's saying, take care of him. And I'll take care of you. Whatever you do for him, I'll take care of you. Mm -hmm. We just read. Yeah. Um, you will be given back. Um, pressed down. A good measure, pressed down, yeah. uh, shaken together and run over will pour into your lap. Which, in our modern culture, you're like, can't pour it in my lap? It's just gross. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a whole story behind that. Um, the point being, I never really thought of it from that perspective. I never thought of God as the good Samaritan, as the yeah. Samaritan man who took care. And yeah. God is saying, in so many words to me, he's saying, you take care of him. And whatever you, whatever you spend, whatever, I'll return it. I'll be back mm -hmm. and I'll take care of that. Jesus is saying, you take care of my people. You love on my image bearers. You love on my babies. Awesome. No matter how lost or scared or whatever. And I'll come back and I'll pay you whatever yeah. it took to do that. Um, and I never thought about it. I never looked at it from that angle. That's pretty good, man. So, let me ask you something. You've been hurt by somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm throwing this out there in a broad picture. Mm -hmm. Somebody's been hurt by somebody. Um, in, a, in a bad, bad way. In a very bad way, whatever yeah. that might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, different people will have different different depths of hurt. Um, it, it's so easy just to hate that person. Oh, yeah. For the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's the easy way. Mm -hmm. It's the natural way. It's the it's the human way. But the Lord's telling us to use a different yardstick. How many times do you have to do that? Yep. You know, how many times they, this, this, uh, this child of mine keeps, this drug using child of mine keeps stealing from me and keeps stealing from me and keeps stealing from me. Um, 
think people need to understand, and, and of course the scripture says, you know, 70 times 7. But I think people misunderstand the scripture in that it's not, it's for your health mm-hmm. that you forgive. Mm-hmm. It may benefit them, but it's going to benefit you too. I, I heard somebody tell uh, a friend of mine that um, not forgiving somebody is a cancer of the soul. Mm-hmm. And what becomes, what is a, what, a, a cancer of the soul becomes a cancer of the flesh. Yeah. And it will eat you up either as a physical malady, such as cancer, or as an emotional mental issue, because it just eats you. Um, going back again to the conversation we just had before. Yeah. Um, and so I think that one of the reasons why the Lord asks us for, to forgive over and over and over and over again is because not only do we not have any right to hold a debt over anybody, because he could have held the debt over our heads, but also because it benefits us to let it go. When he was on the cross, and he's looking down over the very crowd that just they said, kill him, stone mm-hmm, him, give mm-hmm. us Barabbas over this Jesus, the very Jesus who had walked through him and fed 5,000 and healed countless numbers. Scripture tells us that there were many more things that he did, but the volumes of the, you know, the, the library of earth couldn't hold all that mm-hmm, he did. Mm-hmm. And he's up on the cross and he's looking down upon the crowd and he says, Father, forgive them. Because they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be people in our lives who knew exactly what they were doing, but we're still, we need to forgive them. They don't know the depth of what they, they did. They don't know the depth of the hurt. Mm-hmm. And so, if Jesus, who calls us to be, to walk like him, walk in his mm-hmm. shoes, to be Christ-like, is asking for forgiveness of those who've done this to him, by that same measure, we need to ask those who are around or for the forgiveness and to forgive those who are around us. Yeah. Well, again, as the measure you use will be yeah. measured to you. Um, you know, it. it so l- let's be clear about something because we always, when we get to forgiveness, and maybe someday we'll just talk about forgiveness, although it's a pretty short topic. Yeah. Um, Do it. The. When we say forgive, and you said something that made me think of this, there are different depths of hurt. There are things that people have done to people that are so beyond the pale and what you can deal with. People have unimaginable things. unimaginable things, right? But um, and I, what always comes to my mind is we have a friend whose, whose son was killed by another friend of the son and he killed him with a gun and with no expectation or ability to defend themselves and uh, I, you know people have been raped and molested and hurt and, and, and tortured and all these things and so to say forgive them um, there's a difference in forgiveness you know there's 
There's let that go and hope the best for them. Hope that they come to a knowledge of Christ and that they come to the peace and understanding mm -hmm. that you have. Mm -hmm. Pray that that happens for them. Pray that they have food and shelter. Pray that they can be in a place where they can find victory over whatever the funk is that's inside of them that has put them in the position of doing those things. Mm -hmm. When we say for, when I say forgive, that's what I mean. Absolutely. When how that manifests itself in your behavior with them on earth will have to adjust based on what they did and who they are and their ability to continue to do more harm based on that, right? There are toxic yeah. people. There are people who... Hurt. So when I say forgive, what I'm not saying is forget what they did and act like it no. was fine and everything is good. That's not what I mean. Go over and have Sunday afternoon meal every yeah, week with them. Yeah, just laugh with them and yeah. talk about how fun no, they are. That's no, not, no, that's, that's not what I mean. No. What I mean is, is that you need to let you need to let your spleen be cleared. You need to let your spirit be washed of what happened. It's been paid. It's okay. God knows. Somebody does know. Um, and you need to let it go. You need over and it's just like, boom. Okay, fine. Everything's fine. No problem. <clears throat> we just go, uh, so many of our friends are friends of our fans of friends the show it's fine mm. everything's fine nothing here yeah. I'm fine I'm fine everything's fine everything's fine um, that's not what I'm saying uh, but you need to begin to walk the trail of giving them to God and I mean that in the sense of praying for their good praying that they come to a faith in Christ that they come to know the, praying that they go begin to heal of whatever it is that caused them to get where they're at yeah Jesus, when he's saying, uh, if you if you can't forgive someone, you won't be forgiven, mm -hmm. is saying, um, if you can't let that go, you're never going to get past it. You're always going to have that darkness inside of you as a part of you. Mm -hmm. That's a part of you. <clears throat> Heard somebody say, if you want to be someone's slave, fail to forgive them. Mm -hmm. Right? So, but you're asking the same of you and you know you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you did. Uh, yeah. I think it's particularly why it's easier for people who've done some of the evil, awful crud that I've done in my life um, are more understand, are more thankful, more awestruck by the forgiveness that they're being given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Todd. Because um, I've I've right. done everything but kill somebody uh, on purpose. I, I'm probably have killed somebody not on purpose by horrible things that have happened in my life and I've been involved with, but um, I know I need the forgiveness. I, I just want to echo what you, you've said. Um, I would not say to someone who has suffered a violent crime mm -hmm. at the hands of somebody, a uh, spouse or partner who have suffered, mm -hmm. I wouldn't tell you that what, oh, just move on what they've done yeah. here. I wouldn't say that. Mm -mm. What I would say is let it go in so much that it's not that darkness that takes root in you. It doesn't own you. Yeah, it doesn't own you. Um, like you said, pray that that person would change, that that their, that whatever darkness was caused in their life for them to do that would, would be healed. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly 
as we just talked about a little bit ago, that does not mean go out and, you know, have a good time. You don't have and to be a part of that. No, you don't if have you to be. If you can't, be a part of that. In and fact, you know what you can. If it's can. toxic to you, stay away from it. Yeah. You know. Because that will cause sin in you. Yeah. That yeah. will cause you to be broken. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I think to, to move on a little bit is I think the best way to make sure that we are measuring up is to measure ourselves against the two greatest commandments and evaluate ourselves on a daily basis in an effort to to decide who we are in Christ in that am I loving the Lord with all of my heart with all of my soul with all of my mind with all of my strength and am I loving you know my neighbor or people as myself am I giving that the freedom for them to be who they are, praying for better for them, in order that I have received, or because I have received that freedom to be who I am and grow and be better. Um, my debts have been paid, um, so I don't hold anything. I've moved beyond holding any. Once you become somebody who starts keeping a logbook of the, all the debts that are owed you, um, then that's all you focus on. Yeah, it owns you. Yeah, they, 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 they own me. It's kind of the 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 story of Ebenezer Scrooge. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. um, he had this logbook of everybody that owed him, and that became his focus. And if you if that's where you stay, then there's a problem. It's pretty miserable. Yeah, it's pretty miserable. Miserable measure. Yeah. So. That's all I got, man. I agree. Um, I, I think, yeah. The love you take equal to the love yep. that was made for you. Understood. Yep. Guys, um, we wandered off into a lot of different directions, but really I think the, the end of this comes back to what we originally said, which is, uh, I think all truth belongs to Christ. I, I, I love that the line, the love you take is equal to the love you make. You will be, don't worry, you don't need to worry about being paid. You've already been paid. Nobody mm -hmm. can cheat you. You've already been paid. Um, and the sooner you can stop worrying about uh, what is someone is giving you and start being about giving back or giving to them, uh, the sooner you'll be free of a lot of the junk this world lays on us, right? So you guys have a great rest of your day. We appreciate you spending some take time care, with us uh, and taking time out of your life uh, to pay attention to the yeah. Lord and what he's got going on. So you guys have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.